Hello, Be Inspired audience. I am here today with two candidates for what is known as Region 1. They are running for office Region 1 for the Boyertown Area School Board Director's positions. And I'm here with Michelle Swisefort and Krista Arndt. Welcome to the Be Inspired podcast. Thank you. So here we are. Uh, and this is very exciting, and it's particularly exciting for me because I've lived in Region 1 forever, and it is a tough region for pro-public school candidates to really be heard, okay? There's so much fear that for whatever reason, and I don't, I, I, I don't want to presume why, although I have some opinions of my own, um, but I don't know why the fear and distrust and, and, and all that exists so heavily in Region 1. The only thing I can think of is that perhaps, like me, we're old. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm here, we're here, of course, to hear a little bit about who you are, how you came to become candidates for the Boyertown School District School Board, and uh, what, what challenges you see and what goals you have. So, but let's take a few minutes and get to know who you are first. Michelle, why don't you start? Okay. Are you from here? I, well, I'd like to think I'm from here. I actually grew up in the Lehigh Valley, um, but I have been a resident of the district since 2001. So I have lived in the area for two years. Yeah, so I'd like to think that I am from here. And I consider myself a Boyertown, you know, resident. Very good. Very good. So what do you like to do in your spare time? Oh, what don't I like to do? Um, (laughs) Most of my spare time is consumed uh, with um, volunteering with Stray Cat Blues. Um, I started to find my inner passion in 2020 during COVID that I really like to help Stray cats and <laughs> I uh sort of became my my Your hobby passion. and my passion and I really per- put my heart and soul into it I love the people that I work with and you know we're trying to make the world a better place one one, one step cat at, at a time, time. <laughs> one cat at a time yep. well it demonstrates a real a real empathy I think for for the, uh, what, and not just the human spirit, but for mm-hmm. the spirit of us all to take care of one another. And that's really how I view life. I mean, really, it is. It's a very, you know, I am an empathetic person. And I think that that's just one thing that conveys out of me, I hope, <laughs> when people meet me. Right. Very good. Very good. Crystal. Talk a little bit about yourself. Oh, boy. Um, I will try <laughs> to keep this short. There is a lot. Um, so I currently, with my work time, lead a national cybersecurity program. Um, so I keep folks uh, safe at all levels. I work in healthcare, so I know what it's like to be a servant leader. And we serve anyone from um, you know, young kids to older adults. And um, it's my job to take regulation and, um, you know, budget and um, business objective and put it all together and um, put together a program that makes sense and can serve everybody. So that is 
the really um, <laughs> adult part of my life. Um, so we'll talk about hobbies and we'll talk about the EQ or mm-hmm. um, uh, empathy quotient a little bit too. But I, um, I drag race. So that's one. I was always a hands-on learner and I struggled in school um, with folks telling me that I just, you know, needed to study more. I wasn't studying hard enough. I was a terrible test taker. So I understand the different learning styles. Get out. Yeah. Oh God. So <laughs> except purses and shoes, my husband and I actually physically build our own race cars and we race national and local series, um, drag racing. You do. Yes. Uh, <laughs> my husband who is in the military and is a first responder. And then, um, actually the other side, which is more important that I enjoy the most is I volunteer for both local and national STEM organizations, so science, technology, engineering, and math, and we help up-and-coming um, students and, and even um, you know folks in the prime of their careers, it doesn't matter, to get into technology to figure out why they're struggling, figuring out how to help them, help them network, help them grow and learn, um, and build programs around that as well. And we actually just had a job fair. I'm on Newman University's board of directors um, for their advisory council for their cyber program. And we had a job fair and someone actually drove from Detroit just to come to our job fair. And I still kind of want to hire him now. But yeah, so I, I really love seeing the tangible effect that we have in our communities. That's fantastic. Now, do you have any connection to uh, Grandview? Grandview, no. So we actually <laughs> go and watch. So can I tell you when so yes, there please. was um, information that it was up for sale? My husband yes, and yes. I were like, okay, we need to go in with a couple people and buy it because we know from racing so long, kind of run racetracks. But turns out we were so excited it was safe. We take our little our daughter there and we watch um, when it's in season, and she loves it. It is a really great family venue, and it's something that you know, gets kids out from in front of the computer screen and really has them experience life. So yeah. Oh my God. I love Grand. Oh <laughs> my God. That is just so cool. Well, it sounds to me that, um, you bring a particular set of skills and knowledge and experience to the school board relative to cyber security and regulations. How do you think that will help Boyertown school district? So um, I am going to bounce off of something Michelle said earlier because we work as a team and when we were talking and when um, Michelle and I have spoken a lot with the community and, and safety is a, a really big part or a really big concern and I will tell you that physical security um, falls under my programs and it's part of my responsibility. So you know, understanding how to effectively use free programs, for example, that Michelle can talk about because she has a lot of information on free programs that we no one knows about here except some of the, you know, school board candidates, but I know how to, you know, to use my knowledge of building physical security programs to help the district in a cost-effective way and, and, you know. Yes, I was going to say because there's never any budget for, or enough budget for those kinds of things. You hear, you know, we need this, we need that, and so forth, but there's no budget for it. And we were talking before the podcast started about free programs, training programs. Do you want to talk about that a little yeah. bit? Yeah, so actually, you know, Matt Hook um, had mentioned this in one of, Matt Hook's uh, the candidate for Region 3. Region 3, yes. 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 Sorry, everybody, I had to think about that for a second. Um, But he had brought to light that there's some program training out there um, available. And even in, in my role in the insurance industry, a lot of times the insurance carriers will provide 
training that is all web-based um, on security and how to run a safer business school environment. So I just think that we need to maybe channel some of that resource and just see what we can do to help our educators and our, and our parents. Very so good. yeah, local law enforcement agencies, I can tell you in the various areas I've worked in Pennsylvania, um, the local law enforcement agencies are primed and ready to help. They have programs that they will bring into the schools for folks of all levels. So to prepare the teachers and staff, to prepare the students in a way that doesn't really scare anybody, but actually makes them feel more confident. And not a lot of people know that. I was actually at an InfraGuard meeting on Friday, which is, um, I'm part of the, the FBI as a program for cyber professionals that we participate in for work. And um, we were talking with some of the local um, uh, points of contact that came out to InfraGuard from, um, from our police departments. And um, we were actually talking about forging further those relationships for information sharing to piggyback for free services. So yeah, and like HISAC, which is an information sharing forum that different in industries have different information sharing forums. And I bet um, education has one and I bet I could find one out there because almost everybody does actually curates training specifically for free because they know we run into budgetary issues no right. matter what area you're in with security. So yeah, there are so many resources, but you need folks who understand and know where to start looking for these. And, and I think that's a strength that we And bring. you've been, both of you have been attending school board meetings recently. Do you get the sense that the current board is aware of these kinds of things? I don't think so. I mean, I don't get the sense that they're aware of a lot because it just seems in, in my viewpoint that there's a lot of bickering and unnecessary conversations that happen that kind of go in circles so I really don't know what to make of what they know is available out there because there's, they're not demonstrating that to us. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you, um, we are in the position, uh, if we get elected in school board, to show that we are strong leaders, empathetic leaders, um, but intelligent leaders. And you have to show your um, community that you have the aptitude to serve in a position and you know maybe they do but you know i am not speaking for all the members um there are a couple members that are great mm -hmm. but i just don't see it across the board as a holistic strength of the board and i think that's definitely something that a positive that we could bring to to help the board out what i've been impressed with and you are my third conversation i've had conversations with region two and region three as well and what i get the sense of is that you all like each other we really like each other. <laughs> and, even and that speaks well for how things <laughs> may go in the future. Yeah, I think that, you know, we may not all see things eye to eye, but I think that we would respect each other and really listen to what we have to say to each other and, and come up with a solution. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that Krista will agree that we could really get behind the other candidates if they have a great idea and they would be behind us if yeah. we had something spectacular at all. And the other thing I have noticed in talking with all of you now is that you each bring different, different knowledge, different experience, and yet you are all invested personally mm -hmm. in Boyertown School District through your children. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm going to say, so to the first point, respect and trust is a huge um, part of an effective board to help you work collectively together. As Michelle said, you will not always agree 
and the acceptance that everybody has a unique perspective because of their collective backgrounds um, should be seen as a positive and, and shouldn't take that much time. And you should thoughtfully listen to your peers to say, hey, you know, accept and self-reflect and I, I'm not always right. I don't always have the right answer. We learn by learning from each other and continuing education is a huge part of what I do for work. You will never be successful unless you continually educate. Yep. And, and I view everybody that I interact with, I'm learning from you right now, I'm learning from Michelle right now, even though we talk a lot, and I'm learning from my environment right now <laughs> because I'm not an art aficionado, but I'm like, okay. So yeah, I mean, the continuous learning and respect Regardless of what happens, mm -hmm. you will run into obstacles and you have to be able to put that aside and really be able to listen to each other. Well, we won't talk about this, but I was going to ask you, since we are sitting in an art gallery, <laughs> if we can add it a if we can add if we can turn STEM into steam, which adds the art, of course. I, I had yes. a principal, one of my favorite people yeah. in the world, principal who used to say, can we put a poet on the spaceship too? You know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So as not to forget the arts. But mm -hmm. let's move on to something else I want to talk about. How did you get to becoming involved in the school board? Was there a moment? Did you watch the school board meetings on TV? Did you talk to somebody? And how did it happen? Um, so... <clears throat> Interestingly enough, I must project some sort of like leadership vibes to the community members and educators. This has been a conversation with some of the educators in our district and myself for years. And when I mean for years, yes, meaning and hey, the conversations, Mich Michelle, you should really run for the school board. We could use somebody like you. I don't really know what they saw in me that you know brought out that you know comment but this was when my children were still in the district and you know how to herd cats yeah so, so i guess I <laughs> now that's that's fantastic one of my favorite expressions is herding cats it's really an impossible thing it do. really but is you also have a vibe of calmness of serenity of a willingness this is what i've picked up just mm -hmm. in the 20 or 30 minutes that i've known you you know, there's a there's a whole vibe of understanding and listening and a desire to understand. I think the biggest and thing care. is that I really, and Kristen knows this, I truly love this community. Like, truly love this community. And it is important to me in every, just like the cat rescue and my children. And Boyer insurance. Town, and insurance. But Boyertown is one of the best communities that I have ever got the pleasure to live in. And there is so much like kindness and love here. And I just feel like that is something that I can contribute to maybe in, in a school board level, you know, and, and try to make things better for the students and our community. Very good. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very good. You inspire me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm, your I'm moment. Totally team Michelle. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, so I um, keep attuned to things through social media a lot. I monitor social media and other outlets of news constantly as part of my job as threat intelligence, and it's just fun. But um, So I participate in the local mom's board because I do work a lot, and 
Um, you know, unfortunately, I wish I could get out to more events, but actually things have normalized since my husband has come back from, um, from deployment. So I was on the mom's board one day reading a thread about what people felt about the district. One of the reasons we moved here years ago is because our daughter is about to enter the district and we wanted a wonderful school system, strong education and a um, welcoming community. And we heard amazing things. My sister has lived here with her two nephews for Oh God, I want like 14 years. It's been a long time. They've been in the district their entire lives. So I've, I've been in and out, been to events and met people. And so someone mentioned something. There was, there was a lot of, um, there were, there are a lot of issues and moms talk about the school district and some of their gripes and loves on the board. And, um, you know, I forget what the topic was, but I commented, I rarely comment. I usually just watch and get information about the events, but um, I made a comment. I was like, man, you know, cause I love getting involved in the community and educational mm-hmm. programs. I was a teacher years and years ago when I started my career. And that's like something that has carried me through my career. Um, and I was like, hey, you know what? I've always kind of thought about running for something like that, but no I, I never really knew how. And then someone re- like, actually, yeah, Heather actually. So, um, she responded to me and was like, Oh, hey, if you have any questions about it, message me. So we just started talking. And I'm like, this is Heather's statement. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. So I was like, oh my God, I, I could do that. And my husband kind of chuckled because he's like, I get on these tangents where I'm like, I could totally help. And maybe this is the way I should help. Yeah. And um, I'm we, that way. Yeah. yeah. We've had a great group to dedicate a lot of time to just run us through the paces of what what is required from an administrative perspective. And you know, to help get us out there. And here so we are there, today. There's a real something inside mm-hmm. that inspires you to be involved, to help, to solve problems, mm-hmm. and to care mm-hmm. is what I see in this team. You, it's, it's a really nice team you've got going here. For I, I think so. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We got lucky. Yeah, we really <laughs> did. Because, like, I think that Krista picks up off of my energy yeah. and my passion, but she can, like... Get that verbally out there to yeah. the people well, you, you where got, I'm got, like a doer. Like I get out I and do these things. And Christian, I and she works with me. You're listening. Mm-hmm. You, you, and empath and empathize. Mm-hmm. You listen and you empathize and you know what needs to be done and you pass it along to Krista and she mm-hmm. says, okay, well, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's pretty much how her Is and I right? have worked together that's this beautiful. whole you know, race right now. That's beautiful. I mean, well, I was, you know, Donna, Donna, you savage is in her, in our conversations over the past month. I mean, she has been just amazed that everybody decided something needed to be done and they had ideas and all that and no candidates. And all of a sudden, two weeks later, we have an entire slate of people willing to be involved. Now, let's talk about the things that are currently driving you crazy, either about how the school board is operating, uh, what the community is concerned about, um, what are the issues? I, I hear three distinct things that I think, you know, Michelle can definitely add to this, but um, definitely safety um, is a resounding issue, especially with everything going on that we can talk about in a minute more deeply. Budget is always an issue. You you have folks of, of kind of every age and, and, you know, background living in Boyertown and you have to collectively run your organization to use budget wisely and some of the concerns is that um you know it there wasn't maintenance it's like 
having a car and not changing the oil and not changing the wipers and not filling the tires and then love you the know, car analogy because yeah. yeah you want to save you know the, the 20 dollars mm-hmm. it takes i mean not these days it's like 60 bucks for an oil change but you want to save that money because you think hey like i need to show people i'm saving money and then here you go one of the things going on is uh, it, this isn't related to the school board but think about the boyertown ymca poll they just put it on notification it's going to take like a million dollars for them to redo that because it wasn't maintained over the years and the maintenance really isn't that deep. My husband and I are talking about it. he's very structural and he knows a lot about structural um, engineering. But um, so there are things like that to save money up front, you need to long term plan. So that's why the budget is an issue. And I think there are resources that Michelle and I and the other candidates were running with know about that can help do that a little bit more cost effectively. And the third thing is, um, is the educational value and the effectiveness. You know, the attrition is a big part of that with teachers and they're not replacing them. So attrition isn't a money-saving strategy. You, you have to understand that you're overwhelming teachers. They are being loaded with more requirements from the state, for example, and you just, you, you can't use that as a money-saving. So they're all interconnected, mm-hmm. um, but also the kids sitting in, in study halls and like, because That's they just don't have teachers. Yeah. And we are falling further and further behind mm-hmm. of being successful district because those this time of their life is the most valuable in instilling that education and really taking advantage of it. And they are not getting the support and we're not doing them justice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've said a lot of things in there (laughs) and, you know, as a senior citizen, you know, and as a resident of region one, always what has led the discussion in school board races is oh save the tax dollars mm-hmm. save the tax dollars don't mm-hmm. whatever is inevitable it, inflation well is inevitable. it's it's what's the expression penny wise and pound foolish yes, I mean we have you know and and it's been talked about for decades mm-hmm. you know that we hear all these voices about seniors are going to lose their homes and. You know, and I'm a senior, and I, you know, I worry. Yeah, I'm going to yep, be yep, there one day. But mm-hmm. we've got, you know, got to be smart about it. And I understand also. I mean, talking about staffing, kids in study halls instead of mm-hmm. that's obscene. It, it's and sad. what 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 um, concerns me also. Because Boyertown has always, people move here. I'm in touch with realtors. And I know that people buy homes because they are in the Boyertown School District. Because Boyertown has always had a solid reputation for quality education. People want their children in Boyertown School District. And so we have to maintain that because it protects our home values. Yep. You know, it protects our home values. And uh, my concern, and this is not just Boyertown, but my concern is that, you know, we are not, we, are, we don't have enough staff, but that we are tempted to hire people who are less than stellar in their experience. We have to continue to be competitive in terms of hiring good people. Yeah, with experience and knowledge and all that. You're going to have to invest in education for them anyway, which is another part. I don't think they invest enough in in teachers' education. And their educational programs, like in cyber, I could have put on for parents, for example, to keep their kids, for senior citizens to keep themselves safe through Mm -hmm. STEM programs that, you know, would be an asset to the the school organization. But, you know, nobody knows to go out and look for these things. And and I, I just... I'm not even sure that there's initiative to, to do it. And I think that that's yeah. like where the current board does seem a little complacent with like things 
just being okay the way that they are. Okay. And I, and I just see that, that troubles you. It does because, like again, it goes back to the kids, and and it sounds so cliche to say, but they are our future, and we also need to demonstrate leadership to them. And there's just so many things that we can do better and bring to the table to just make our student and teachers have a better experience every day. Like, you know, when they get to school and what they're learning and, you know, sitting in study halls, it really, it really bothers me that, oh yeah, you know, a, a, a teacher's being pulled away from a gym class and kids are not out for gym <clears throat> or recess or any of these things that they should be doing in their day-to-day schedule. It just, it, it blows my mind that yeah they're just sitting somewhere not yep, learning. Yep, 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 yep. And so those kinds of things are the challenges that trigger you. Yeah, that, and I mean, you know, the fiscal um, situation, I mean, I think we could do a better job with the budget. But again, I'm, I'm, I'm probably more in the realm of the student education and achievement. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Know, that really okay. is where well, I Well, the budget feel. is always prime. You yeah. know, people are, you know, follow the money and all that kind of thing. But what I think sometimes, and I had a discussion with, I guess it was in my podcast with Donia Savage. I mean, what people need to understand is that there's so little of the budget that is not regulated. Mm-hmm. There are so many mandates from state, maybe national as well, that have to be funded because it's law. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, when we hear all the time about we have to be, we have to be uh, stringent or we have to be, that's not what I want to say, but we have to be, we have to, we have to have a lean budget. We have to cut, cut, you know, and Throughout the years, throughout the decades, you know, there were always talk about cutting art and cutting, you know, sports. not sports so much, but arts and music primarily. So I, it's funny you say that. Um, we were down at the Boyertown um, uh, coming out of hibernation and there were students who were um, face painting to raise money for their um, art program. So I ask them because it's not just what you know community members think they are community members for example but I feel like a lot of people forget about that they're the ones that are experiencing this and I was like hey you know I just random question while she's painting my daughter's face is you know if there are a couple things that you we you know the district could do better or that we could help you with parent anybody you know what would it be and the one young lady said that art for example, and um, other activities besides sports often get forgotten about and they don't have enough support to actually go out and fundraise. So they were doing this on their own initiative and I guess there was either a a teacher or a parent helping them at a tent, but they don't get the, um, the shares and the community gathering around art and and music and programs like that are just as important to fine-tune the other parts of your brain and I took psychology as part of my major in college and it's a really big part of what I do with understanding user um, or you know employee um, reaction to things and how you know all that fun stuff so I'm just gonna say um, don't ever forget about that we need to support those students but the fact that they felt good and comfortable opening up to us we want to hear from them. We want to hear from parents just as much. And, mm-hmm. you know, that comes to the trust factor that I think is also an issue that there's a lot of distrust between 
um, parents, teachers, and students. And I remember growing up where, you know, if I didn't have some key um, teachers or parents or, you know, other people's parents and my friends that noticed something and reached out to me and was like, hey, and then, you know, we could totally talk about socio-emotional learning and how that's effective with that, even yeah. learning in STEM. Yeah, and but, that, you brought something up that I think we need to touch on at least a little bit. There, There is the distrust. There is the the fear that, you know, kids are being manipulated by their teachers and so forth and that, you know, parents don't have the rights and so forth and so on. And do you want to talk about some of that at all? I just want to say that what people are afraid of, that, 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 that people are afraid that parents have no right mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, parents have always had rights mm-hmm. to their to help teachers partner with teachers to make sure that their children are being served as as well as they could be i mean we wanted parents and we're so disappointed many many times when we'd have parent conferences or back to school nights and there were empty desks mm-hmm. and i appreciated the fact that families are busy, you know, and they're exhausted at the end of the day. And to come out after dinner is like asking, is just asking too much. But we always told our parents, you want to talk to me? Let's make a deal. Let's make a, let's make a date, rather, and uh, come in and talk about what your concerns are, sure. you know, about your child's academic progress or any behavioral issues or whatever. But parents have always 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 had rights and uh, that there is so much talk about parents rights is silly do you want to talk about it at all I mean I do think it's silly um, just because I did not have that experience with my children at all that I felt like I didn't have rights and I should say that my last child graduated in 2020 so it is not that long ago that I had a child in the district but but it also makes me angry because I, I valued those relationships with the teachers. And when there's distrust and there's this, I don't have parental rights initiative going, I, I don't even know how to overcome that because I don't know what led them to believe that they don't have these relationships with their teachers because I know the teachers of Boyertown and any one of them would do exactly what you said, go out of their way to schedule times to sit down with the parent and their student or just the parent and come up with a game plan. They truly care about their students. So it, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough challenge for Krista and I to overcome this mindset that parents don't have rights. It's also very false and it's a false narrative that's being shared by a certain group of people. Yeah, yeah. There's so much out there that is false and it's makes me crazy i can tell you i i echo those sentiments michelle um with having to build every educational programs as part of my um cyber background and again i was a teacher years ago so that definitely helped me to figure out how to do it effectively um you know cultural acclimation and change takes time and energy and dedication and I think something that that definitely should happen because like Michelle said, it is false. We need to, you know, dedicate some more time, 
you know, we are volunteers, right? We're servant leaders. So maybe we, there, I, I'm not trying to come up with a solution today, but to dedicate some more time to educating, to fielding, what is the root cause of these issues and, and inter, you know, interviewing, like, let's go out and talk to people. And why do you feel distrust and trying to help educate and change that cultural over time? Um, because otherwise it's, it's really not going to change. And I do want to throw out there, I work with a lot of regulation in my job, both at the national international uh, don't get me started with international privacy laws but international national and then state and local levels and i have a lot of experience with ferpa for example i'm serving universities um and i have a lot of experience with um state privacy laws that are out there and the these things already exist so they're regurgitating um statements and rights that you already have under the law and, you know, putting them in a sense that make you feel like you don't have these rights because maybe you may or may not know about them. And, and that's fine, right? Like, it's our job to help you. And and just like I'm not an expert in herding cats and insurance, <laughs> um, you know, we don't expect that you guys are going to be experts in everything either. And part of our job is to bring a diverse skill set to help you to know that you have these rights. And the school district already has exception processes in place. You have to serve such a vast variety of learning that, yeah. So, I mean, they, that's a, a part of any governance program is exceptions and exemptions. Of course, of course, of course. Very good, very good, very good. There was some direction I was going to go with what <laughs> I you I talk said. for days, but I don't <laughs> want to drone on. And I have lost my mind. Oh, I know what I wanted to say. It's just so sad. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, the last maybe half dozen years that I was teaching, I was on committees to bring parents into the school because they felt they were not welcome. And so we invite, this was back in the day, but we invited parents to come in and sit in my classroom, okay? To observe, you know, to, we invited them to take classes. Computer classes were especially popular at the time. This was before all computers became whatever they, became the all in all. Um, But we invited parents to come in. I was part of a committee that would go into the community and make sure people knew that they were welcome in the schools. And it's so sad. I mean, I feel, I I feel your, I do feel the same sentiment. And and I just think back in all the years of experience that my student children had with their educators it's actually very heartbreaking. It is. I mean, the doors were open and parents were welcome and, you know, use the library and come to the classroom and, you know, participate in the community. We established the Boyertown Holiday Open House Tour awesome. as a way to combine the community and the students and bring, you know, bring the community into the schools and to have all the doors locked, well, to have safety people, to have policemen. It's just, it's heartbreaking. As hopefully, you, said. you know, this, the podcast that you're doing, Jane, will yeah, yeah. kind of get out there <laughs> and, you know, and just listening to Krista and I and yourself talk about these things, you know, maybe it will start to open up some other conversations. I hope it does. And that sounds like a great goal from you, Michelle. Anything else before we close down our conversation today? I think I really have a great understanding of the two of you, but go ahead. I mean, I just first of all want to thank you because you have a deep understanding of education from your years as service as a teacher. And I I know in being a former teacher for a couple of years that you guys don't have an easy job. Mm -hmm. Um, And but you're one of the most critical um, assets 
within communities here because you really take the kind of the parent you're an extension of parents when we can't be around and we trust you and, and you trust us and the kids trust you to lead them correctly so it's a lot of responsibility um yeah. but also i just want to throw out there you know transition is often scary but it's also okay um you know in in my field it's very common for cyber leaders to transition out after about a four to five year stint mm -hmm. of building the program to get new perspective and to make sure that it's moving in a direction that you, you know, the community or, you know, your stakeholders see it moving and continue on because you bring fresh perspective, fresh ideas. And while some of them, history is really important, I think, especially history yes. in Boyertown is critical yes. to effective leadership because yes. it does affect this community so much and everybody yes. values it. Um, new perspective in um, cohesion with old, you know, historical knowledge, I think is going to make an effective leader transitioning. Yeah. Yeah. And valuing history as you've just expressed and recognizing that it may be time for change. Yes, yeah. And nervous as that makes some folks, it's also exhilarating. Mm -hmm. And so I look forward and hope that you guys are both successful in your bids for election to the school board. And I encourage everyone who might be listening to share the program so that more people understand the challenges and the goals of these two women hoping to make a change in our district. Thank you so much for joining us on the Be Inspired podcast. Thank you. Thank